they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast. Bringing you your NBA news. It is the Flagrant Friends Podcast. My name's Ben, and tonight we have... Steve. And we're sitting here in the Stage Left Lounge recording studio. We got some basketball going in the background, you know? Great great show prep going on right now. Yeah, You know, watching, watching a little Clippers and Hawks, this is this is great stuff. Though you, you look like you're... A substitute gym teacher or a substitute uh, science I, teacher right now. You got, like a, you got like a cardigan on or something. I do. I, know, I, I came. I came from the classroom today, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I got the professor look going I love on. It. Right? I love it. And of course, we're socially distanced, so across the table, I can see him. I can see him across the table, and uh, and I and I just got home from dropping my daughter back off at her mom's after dance, so I'm a little bit less casual or a little less formal, more casual. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get straight into it. We got our main topic of the week. Games postponed to COVID. Does the NBA need to go back in a bubble? Finish the year? What do you think, Steve? Yeah, and this this is obviously going to be the first time of probably many that we talk about this. And The NBA showed that the bubble works uh, last year, finishing the playoffs. The format that they did. They didn't have any positive cases once they were in the bubble, which, of course, makes sense. If you have a bubble with a bunch of people that are tested all the time and they're always negative and they're not allowed to go anywhere except be around each other, they're going to all stay negative, which is great. It worked. Everybody's happy. We got to finish the season. Real quick turnaround here. And, and I really am surprised that their schedule has been such where they are traveling cross country as much as they are, that, you know, that sort of thing. I thought we, 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 we do have a few back-to-backs where teams will play the same team either the next, you know, back-to-back, literally back-to-back days or a day in between. Like, you'll play Monday, Wednesday, which actually we'll talk about in a second or, you know, or, or whatever. But I, I, it's this, we're up to 22. There's been 22 games right. postponed now. But, but, of course, but, of course, that number is going to be high because it's basketball. It's not one game a week like football. Right. You've got multiple. So like what happened with baseball, if you remember the Cardinals missed like two weeks there for a while. The Marlins had some problems early, if you remember. They had to try to squeeze all these games in at the end. But that's what's going to happen. If you're going to – if the, the NBA rule, you have to have at least eight players that are healthy and able to play. So if you have a situation that because of contact tracing or positive tests that you can't have eight – you got to postpone a game, and it's not just missing one week and missing one game. You miss one week to ten days, you might have missed four or five games. So it obviously it affects more teams because you just played. You were just going to play four different teams in this week, and now all four of those teams don't get to play a game either. So obviously, there's much more domino effect in basketball when you're playing multiple games a week. Twenty so twenty two games postponed already. Seems like a really high number. Yeah. And I was going to say, let's do some math here, yeah. right? Like, like how many games are in a regular season? So how many games are in a regular season? 
Well, normally, obviously, they're not playing the normal 82 games. But if they're playing 72 and you got 30 teams times 72, that's a lot of games. That's a lot so, of games. Yeah, so it's it's not 16 games each team. It's Even if it's going to be 72 or 62, heck, even 52. It doesn't matter. Still way more than 16, right? Right. So 22 sounds like a lot of games, and I'm not trying to downplay it because it is a lot of games, and it is troubling. But because of money, obviously, and TV deals, the NBA is going to do what they have to do to get this season to to to, to conclusion. But I wouldn't be surprised. And again, the NBA, if you didn't know, they specifically left the back half of their schedule open. And I think they did it for this reason is that they were – concerned about having a lot of postponements early on so then later on they can change it accordingly so teams that need to play more can play more and vice versa and I I wouldn't be shocked if they do like an Eastern Conference bubble and a Western Conference bubble and separate the two conferences to finish the year and even to start the playoffs and then maybe, wow, that was almost a Jim Moore. Playoffs! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm already excited for our first live uh, show that's going to be for for football before the Super oh, Bowl. So yeah. I just I had to throw that in there. But uh, we have a show before that to 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 pump it up again. So I don't have to pump it up yet. But but uh, yeah, if they if they do a separate, which they technically can do, they could do two separate bubbles for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference playoffs, and then just come together for the NBA Finals. Right. Or or just do something where you uh, like baseball did, where you only play teams around your. Region like you know the AL East only play the AL East and the NL East and AL Central and NL Central vice versa, so maybe they do something like that where you know Detroit for example since we live in Michigan would play you know Chicago and Cleveland and um, maybe even Toronto and you know Minnesota even you know right. switch switch conferences but just in your geographical area you know the Texas teams can all play each other the California teams can all play each other so you know you have that. Or, like you say, or they might have to go back to a bubble for a little bit longer than they might want to. Or they might just say, hey, in the scheme of things, if every night we have a schedule of six to eight games and we only play four to six of them, you know, if one or two games per night is postponed, we're going to keep moving it forward. You saw it in, in, in college football. There was plenty of cancellations, but there was still – games that were played college basketball has done the same thing there's been some cancellations there's still games that are played and i think they are going to continue to do that for now but we wanted to bring it up right away here now since we have an actual number of 22 uh postponed games so far that would just just to kind of plant the seed a little bit and obviously no one is you know this is not news to anybody we know the situation that we're in. We know it's going to be touchy. We know it's going to be stop and go. We know there's going to be question marks of, is he going to play? Are they not going to play? Should they? Should they? And we saw definitely a lot in football with people even opting out before the season started, certain, right. play, certain players. So, and, and, you can, and here's the, the biggest thing is, you can't judge anybody for wanting to not play and you have to understand why they would want to play. So, you know, whatever individual decision that that person wants to make, I'm going to support them because that's the best you know decision for them. For me, I just want to watch as much basketball as humanly possible. So if I have to watch five games in a night instead of six, 
I'm going to, I'm absolutely going to live with it, you know, but you know, some teams, yeah, some teams have, if you look at the standings, some teams, you know, are three and eight where another team is, you know, 14 and three and, and not even looking at the record, but just trying to compare a game, a team who's played, you know, nine games to a team who's played 18. <laughs> so, right. you know, that there's, there's going to start being, you know, some, some disparity there. So it will be very interesting, especially from five through eight in the playoffs to get that five to eight seed. That's where it's going to be really, really fun and entertaining to watch because you could be in that situation where you're the fifth seed, you lose one game, and now all of a sudden you're in the 10th seed and you're out of the playoffs. So it's going to be really entertaining to watch. But the most important thing, obviously, is can the season safely come to a conclusion or what will the NBA do to make sure it comes to a conclusion? Because I think the NBA is clear that they're going to do what they have to do to have the season come to a conclusion. I mean, they took two and a half, whatever, three months off. Right. You know, last year had the bubble, you know, finished, finished their season, you know, three weeks before training camp normally starts for the next year, you know, right. And had about a six week turnaround before the new season started. So they, they were like, Hey, we're playing. <laughs> yeah. That TV deal. We're, we're playing, but um, it's just, you know, something, to, something to keep an eye on, obviously. And, you know, worth mentioning, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I take it from this perspective. So doing actually the math, if you look at 22 games, it's actually, uh, by the time you do the games, it's about 6,000, it's close to 6,000 games. It's really close to 6,000. It's about 5,904. So you're roughly 100, 100 games off. But then you you divide that by the 22 games, and it's actually 0.3% of the regular season games for this season. So, I mean, 22 at this point, it's not really like an extreme amount. And so I would say keep playing the way that they do because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but, but really basketball is the – preseason games or the seasonal games the normal season games are more about finding the team that comes to the cream to the crop like right like if 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 we did that in football we unfortunately we can't because they take such a beating over and over and over again you can't play that many games in a season in football but in basketball we can do that yeah and really all you want to do Obviously, there's a few teams that are going to make the playoffs maybe that you didn't expect. But for the most part, you know the teams that are better than the other teams. Right. You know, and it, and you're absolutely right. And I know a lot of friends who watch the NBA and like basketball that legitimately don't start watching it until normally after the All-Star break, which would be in middle of February. Or maybe, you know, they'll watch Christmas Day when normally the season would start around Halloween. Oh, we'll watch Christmas Day. There'll be some good games. Yeah, we'll watch the All-Star game. And then when they're amping up around April and May, getting ready for that playoff kick, we'll we'll start watching. Because you think, you figure most of the teams that you think are going to be good are going to be good. And it, it's really all they want to do is try to play their best basketball going into the postseason. They don't want to be. Yeah. They don't want to peak too early uh, as, as it was. So it's a strategy game. A- a- absolutely, and I mean, that's no, why you'll all see all the way through the season, right? And that's why you'll see games where you know teams will rest their best players in a certain game. Where obviously, you know, in week five, randomly 
of the regular season, an NFL team would never rest their best player. You know, in right, week five, right, you know, absolutely. Yeah, maybe yeah. in week seventeen after they clinched everything, but in week five or week seven, they wouldn't just randomly rest their best player. And that's what an NBA they can do because it's a longer season; they play more games. So hey, it's a you know second night of a back to back. We're gonna give you know the Durant the night off this this game, or we're gonna give him the night game off this. So you're gonna see that in basketball, obviously, more than than uh, than any other sport. Well, at least more than football, obviously. Baseball and hockey again, longer seasons. Yeah, pitching pitching makes. Yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah. give him. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. give him extra day off here or there. But for basketball, and, and to your point. Missing a game here or there in the regular season for basketball is not going to deter the NBA from like canceling their season or shutting yeah. it down or anything. Like, no. like, all right, so we missed a couple of re- like we missed a couple of regular season games. So what? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, and it's not it's not overall devastating like like it can be for football for sure. I mean, if if we come down to the end here and all of a sudden we have. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just all of a sudden not be able to uh, play this next this next week or the next couple of weeks. That would be a big, phenomenal deal. So, I mean, I'm sure that there are other sports that are keeping in a bubble depending on where they are. And I'm sure that NBA would do the same thing. They would keep in a bubble depending on where they are. If they're in the finals, if they're in the quarterfinals, that's a different story. But... We're not quite there yet. (laughs) Not yet. But where we are is the game of the week. So, what we got here. Love love the S at the end. Thank you. We have a lot of great games of the week. (laughs) We got a double header on ESPN. We got at 7.30 p.m., we got the 14 and 4 Los Angeles Lakers at the 12 and 6 Philadelphia 76ers. Steve, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so we mentioned this last week that the Lakers were about to go on an East Coast trip starting with Milwaukee where we said, "Hey, you know, this is going to be a bigger game for Milwaukee than than the Lakers. You know, Giannis is going to have a big game, maybe they're going to win in in Milwaukee." Well, the Lakers were able to win that game. Then they beat the uh, the Cavs, because LeBron went off as a FU to Dan Gilbert uh, for, for many reasons, obviously, uh, you know, since he was a two-time former member of the Cavs. So he's, you know, hometown. He's going to bring it to him. Um, but now they continue that road trip, uh, which actually we're going to talk about two of those games on the road trip here in this uh, podcast. Spoiler alert, we got one more. But uh, this against the 76ers. Now, this one's going to be interesting. Because it's, it's kind of it's tomorrow night for, as we're taping this. It's on Tuesday night. Uh, but Jolie Lombard did not play for the 76ers the other night. Where actually the Pistons were able to uh, to beat them. Which, the uh, Pistons. The Pistons. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Um, so that was that was great for us in Michigan. And we'll, we'll take any Pistons win. We don't care if the other team's best player is not playing or not. We, <laughs> we, count, we count them all as wins. We need all the ones we can get. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. We take them all. But yeah, LeBron. LeBron went off uh, in Cleveland. He had like forty-three and six and eight or something like that. And yeah, he's kind of good at basketball. Um, a lot of people who know me well call me a hater just because I don't like worship the ground that he walks on. Um, but you know, I appreciate greatness, and he is great. And when he when he wants to, and that's that's the thing that can be frustrating about him is because at any time that he wants to, 
he's bigger, stronger, faster than you. He can get to the basket and finish. Um, long Eastern road trip. I mean, they're bound to lose one of these games. As we mentioned, it's a Milwaukee they already won. Cleveland they already won. They got 76ers. They have one more other game that we're about to talk about in a little bit, so I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you can probably guess soon. And they, but they also have Detroit. They also have Atlanta. They have a long East Coast swing here. They're good. I don't. I would be shocked if they win them all, because eventually LeBron's just playing too many minutes right now, and eventually they they have to ease up on it a little bit. I don't think this is going to be the one they ease up on though. I think the Lakers do go into Philly tomorrow and get a nice win, but probably about eight to ten points actually. And next up on the doubleheader on Wednesday, ESPN that is. 10 p.m. we got the Minnesota Timberwolves 4 and 12. For some reason I couldn't say the word 4. I'm not (laughs) sure why. Uh, Versus the 9 and 8 Golden State Warriors. And this is at the Warriors. It is, which this game just happened last night, Monday night. And uh, Steph went for 36, uh, 3 and 4. What's 7 for 12? Uh, for three, for them to get a 130 to 108 victory. Now these two teams are playing again, which we mentioned a little bit ago about how, you know, sometimes they just stay in a city for a couple days and play two. Timberwolves are out without their two best players with, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards is a good, young, fun, exciting, athletic player, you know, and the Warriors have one of those two in the second overall pick in James Wiseman who's also young, long, and athletic. But they obviously have the pedigree with with, with Steph and, and, and Draymond. And I like Andrew Wiggins a lot. Kelly Oubre can't make a three, but he's still a good player. I like Kevon Looney. I like their bench. I like Steve Kerr. I have a bet that they'll still make the playoffs, and I still feel good about that. They've kind of been a 500 team here, though. They need to kind of get on a roll a little bit. They just won 130 to 108. Last night against this team, tomorrow night against this team, I think they're still going to win. I don't know if it's going to be 130 to 108, but I do see uh, Golden State getting some, getting another win, and Steph Curry, who did pass, so shout out to him. Big Steph Curry fan. I've been a Steph Curry fan since his Davidson days. Um, he did pass Reggie Miller as the second. He's now, now number two. Really? He's now number two all-time in career three-point uh, field goals made. If you want to know the the uh, the difference in games, it's like 800 less games or something ridiculous like that. But uh, yeah, so now Reggie Miller is the only uh, person that he's trailing, if you will, on on uh, on career uh, career three points made. And obviously, it's not a question of if he'll pass; it's just a question of when when. But just to put it in perspective, 1,389. 1,389 is how many uh, career games that uh, Mr. Reggie Miller played, who obviously, wonderful shooter, great player. So 1,389. Steph Curry is sitting at 716 games, and he just passed him for career threes made from 716 to 1,389. So you guys do the math at home. Whole lot less games. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry passed him on, and you know Ray Allen's coming next, but... Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll get any excuse to talk good about Steph Curry, but he's my boy. But, uh, yeah, Golden State wins this game probably by about 
12 or so. Let's move on to Thursday's doubleheader on TNT. We got at 7 p.m. the 13-4 Los Angeles Clippers at the 6-10 Miami Heat. Steve. Yeah, and this is an interesting one because the Clippers, who we're watching right now, play against the Hawks, and obviously we can't give you play-by-play or something like that, and it wouldn't help you because you'd listen to it after the game's done. But um, playing without uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George tonight, which... They said it's because of health concerns or tracing or whatever. So that's going to be the question of, is this just, that's what they said, and it's really just them resting them uh, on a game before this national televised game? Or are they actually worried about something COVID-related and they're going to be out for a while? So that's a big question mark. The Heat have their own question marks, though. Obviously, lost in the NBA Finals to the Lakers last year. You know, a little bit of an Eastern Conference Championship hangover here. They haven't looked great this year at all. Jimmy Butler's is still good when he's when he's healthy and he can play. They still have some good pieces. To, to me, I just don't think that they are an upper echelons team. I think they just caught the right fire with the bubble, with everything else that was going on. Obviously, the Nets are better. Celtics are better. 76ers are better. Probably even the Pacers are better. I just I just think there's there's too many other good teams in the East that the the, the Heat are just gonna kind of get lost in the shuffle here. Right now they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Obviously there's still a long way to go. I think they eventually do right that ship, but I just I don't see them as as a uh, superior Eastern Conference team anymore. So if Paul George and and Leonard are fine, they do play. I think it's no problem that the the Clippers definitely get. The win, if they're both out, uh, TNT is really upset that they have this game on national television. (laughs) They are very indeed. Uh, At 9.30 p.m., we have the 9-7 Portland Blazers at the 6-9 Houston Rockets. Speaking of TNT being upset they're on national television, yeah, and we mentioned this last week and it's going to continue to be until they switch the flex scheduling or do something. The Rockets have national televised games because you wanted to watch James Harden and because playing in the Western Conference in Texas, play got the different time zone, so they're the perfect 9.30 Eastern time zone start for their games. So you're going to see some Rocket national televised games. Sorry. Portland, you got Damian Lillard. What more do you need? CJ McCollum's great. I think the, Blaz- the Blazers have always been that team that are f- that are fun to watch. Really, really exciting to watch. They play well. They're just... Take some of the, the fun out of it, comes to play. But they're just not good enough to make a run when it really matters. But they're a really fun team. They're a really talented team. And they're going to beat Houston on Thursday night. Let's move straight on to Friday's doubleheader on ESPN. We got the 7.30 p.m. game for the 10-6 Milwaukee Bucks at the 5-10 New Orleans Pelicans. It's so weird. I got to say, it's so weird 
saying Pelicans. It's to, yeah. It's Even not. though it's not it, like I want to say Saints. I mean, I, I'm still in that in that mood. Or just a but, saying between New Orleans and trying trying saying Hornets for a while before yeah. Charlotte. Went, but like, they've been so many different names, and you just like call the Vancouver Grizzlies. Now, yeah, I just, like, I mean, when they, they were with four four moves ago. Just, Can we yeah, find Pelican, a universal? We just name? need to find it. Yeah, we need to find a better name for them than Pelicans anyway. But as, as, as disappointing as their name has been, their team has been disappointing, too. I think teams, really, people thought that they'd take a next step. They have Zion Williamson. Everybody loves Zion. Brandon Ingram's played very, very well. That's all fine. And Danny, they have Lonzo Ball. Great. But they have been really, really disappointing. The Bucks a little bit disappointing that they did not have a better effort against the Lakers in Milwaukee. You know, Giannis, he is a great player, obviously, to be seven feet and have the skill that, that, that Giannis Antetokounmpo has. Obviously, the Greek freak. <laughs> the Greek freak, obviously, he's amazing. I, I, he just, his jump shot's still not consistent enough for him to be a truly deadly, deadly, deadly player. Obviously, still very, very, very good. He's incredible. Top 10 player in the league, no question. It's just, to be that upper echelon you can't be so predictable and easy to guard that you can just play off of them, basically make them shoot and you can take them out of the game. So Giannis needs to keep working on that. In this particular matchup, it's not going to matter. The Bucks are going to roll over the Pelicans. Next up, we got the 10 p.m. game for the 8-9 Dallas Mavericks at the 12-4 Utah Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz are very, very, very quietly having a really good year, and they're a really fun team. I will admit, the first time that I actually got to see them play an entire game was last week when they played the Warriors, and man, are they fun to watch. They all love to shoot the three, and they shoot the crap out of the ball. They have Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, averaging over 17 a game. He's right now the clear-cut favorite for the Sixth Man of the Year award, and they're just they're just a super fun Team to watch Mike Conley and the boys. It's just, it's great to see them. They're not going to ever get the uh, credit that they deserve because one, they play in Utah, so there's that. And then obviously because of that, they play a lot of late games on the Easter East Coast, and they don't have anybody flashy. So they don't have the LeBrons, the Durants, the boys. so they they don't have anybody that you're going to talk about that particular player every day and they're so they're very quietly just going to keep dominating and doing their thing and playing with house money basically because nobody expects too much from the jazz and they all shoot the ball really really well and they're just a they're just a fun a fun team to watch quite frankly and it uh I think it's good for the league to have to have somebody like that, where it's not just oh well yeah it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers and you know right you know it's so it's it's nice to have those other teams the Jazz the the Nuggets you know those teams that you can't just you know even Portland you can't just say like oh it's a foregone conclusion like yeah the Lakers and the Clippers are the two most talented teams in the West if everything happened equally. But that doesn't always happen. So, right. you know, a team like the Jazz are a great team. And if, and if you have, if you have, seriously, if you have not watched them play yet this year, and that's a, it's a Friday night game too. So unless you have something really, really early that you have to do Saturday morning, you owe it to yourself to watch this game 
and I think the Jazz are going to win a nice close one uh, against uh, Dallas. It's that time for Game of the That's alright. It is the games of the weekend. Uh, that's right. We got Sunday, 3.30. We got the 12-4 and 4 Utah Jazz at the 10-7 and 7 Denver Nuggets on NBA TV. Steve. Yeah, this, this 100% would be the game of the weekend on any other weekend. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this game. Sunday afternoon, 3.30 NBA TV. No football this week. So this is definitely the one to watch. I'm really looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Denver's got Jokic, who's, again, still averaging a triple-double. He's amazing. Michael Porter Jr., all those boys. Jamal Murray, my boy Monte Morris from Flint Beecher, so always love to him. So I want to say Denver, but, man, the Jazz are playing really, really good right now. So I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I I kind of am giving the edge to, to, to Utah here, but... Really looking forward to this game. Like I said, if, if it wasn't for what we're about to talk about here in about two minutes, this would definitely be the game of the weekend. But really looking forward to this game Sunday afternoon. So you got the Utah over Denver. Utah Jazz, where they don't involve, they don't allow music. But they, they don't allow the jazz. Music. <laughs> they only allow the jazz. Next up, we got the Sunday, 7 p.m. We got the 11 and 8 Brooklyn Nets versus the 3 and 9 Washington Wizards on NBA TV. Yeah, so as excited I am for that last game, this one's kind of a. I mean, Brandon Beal on Washington is really good. He's Brad, Brandon. Bradley Beal. <laughs> sorry. Bradley Beal on the Wizards, he's really good. He's going to score like 30 points, and the Nets are going to win by like 20. Um. Bradley Beal is all Washington has really right now, so he can score. He can score a bunch. He's great to have in fantasy because he's going to score a bunch. But the, obviously, the Nets are going to win. There's, I mean, it's going to take some time for them to click with with Harden and Irvin and Durant. Obviously, they have the talent. Their biggest problem, which we'll talk about more and more as the season goes on against good teams, they still can't defend anybody, and eventually you have to defend people. But obviously, they're going to be fun to watch, and they're going to score a lot. So it's all cool. But yeah. Nets are going to win, and that brings us to what I really want to talk about. The game of the weekend. That's right. Yeah. It is Saturday night, ABC. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. 8.30 p.m. We got the 14-4 and 4 LA Lakers at the 10-6 and 6 Boston Celtics. We were talking about this before the show. Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, just, yeah. For the first primetime game on ABC, Saturday night of the year, they could not pick a better night, better game. Basically, all you have to say is like your Celtics. Um, And and to try to put this into perspective for everybody, and I'm sure you all know the numbers. The Lakers have been to 32 NBA championships. They've won 17. The Celtics have been to 21 NBA championships. They've won 17. So that means t- together, I did the math in my head. 
That's 53 NBA Finals combined between the two teams. All the way in your head. Yeah, did it all in my head. All in my head. Impressive. 53 total combined by the two teams. There's only been 72 NBA championships ever in the history of the world. Right. So 53 of the 72, there's been a Lakers, Celtics, or both. They've actually played 12 times in the NBA Finals. Boston up 9-3 to in that matchup, but they could basically thank Mr. Bill Russell for those that, I mean, that advantage. But uh, You say that, I mean, I'm sure they know the numbers. I did not know that. I mean, I'm not I'm not the hugest basketball fan. However, I do watch basketball every now and then. I watch the finals and so on and so forth. I did not realize those numbers were that way. In fact, that's got to be worse than Tom Brady <laughs> in so many ways. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. I that's couldn't awesome. help it. But yeah. So anyway, obviously, basketball royalty. West versus the East. Both have, you know, 17 championships. It's everything that you want. Again, so far the Lakers have looked really good on this on this road trip. We just talked about it. They're in they're in uh, Philly. Philly on Wednesday night. Then they get two days off before Saturday night in Boston. I really feel that this is gonna be the one. I think Jason Tatum is gonna have a huge game for the Celtics in Boston on prime time. Again, I really wish that it could be a normal year so that the new Boston Garden, TD Waterhouse, whatever the hell it's called now, but we'll just call it the new Boston Garden, could be sold out, packed, them all chanting, beat LA, beat LA, all freaking game, and just going nuts. But I, I really do feel that LeBron is playing too many minutes, which I mentioned earlier. I think Jason Tatum's going to have a huge game. And I just, the Lakers are going to lose one of these Eastern Conference games. I, they, I just, I see it, and I think this is, this is going to be the one that they lose. And it's not going to hurt them, obviously. They're still going to have the best record in the NBA, and they're still a great team. I just think Boston's going to find a way. They're going to get the job done. Again, Tatum's going to have a huge game. And the Celtics in Boston, in, in Boston, Boston, they go... They're going to go hit it wicked hot in Boston. With the hot dog. <laughs> then celebrate and have a lager at the bar. <laughs> lager at the bar. <laughs> wicked hot slapper. Uh, but yeah, Celtics Celtics get the, get the job done in a close one. But again, this is going to be so great. I, I, I admit it, I really just want to keep talking about it just so this song is just keeps playing over and over in my head. Because I'm so, it's so exciting right now. It's only Tuesday night as we're recording this, but it makes me feel like it's like Friday or Saturday night. I'm just so pumped right now. I cannot wait for this game. Seriously, if, if you guys were all half as excited to watch this game as I was, you would be happier in your life. I'm just telling you that right now. So good. Well, that brings us to a close for the night. Episode two in the books. Episode two. Hey, I got to say, those that are out there, um, a little announcement. Shwanda, you want to introduce our live show and what's happening? Well, we hope that you all have been fans and listening to Perched on the Gridiron, which I've been lucky enough to be a part of, I think, for about 
the end, last six weeks maybe something like that yeah. six yeah it's been it's been quite quite the quite the run which we love well we're not having a show we'd normally sh- we'd tape those on wednesday night getting ready for football obviously not doing one this week as we have nope. the the extra week if you will before the super bowl but we're we're gonna give you something even better and it's gonna be live it not only live but three hours Three hours of Three live hours content. Three hours of live content. Right, bringing us, if I'm not mistaken, basically right up to kickoff. Correct. Yeah. That I mean, is absolutely correct. Like right up until kickoff. Like 6 p.m. Yeah, from yeah, 3 to 6, yeah. right? We're thinking yeah, 3 like, to 6. Yeah. Like we will, the three of us will have a half an hour to eat whatever I prepare. That sounds amazing. I'm already looking forward to that. Before but, uh, we, we get but to yeah, the kickoff. But me, yeah, me, me, Benny, and Kyle from 3 to 6 on Super Bowl Sunday, I mean, you don't want to watch the same old boring no. pregame no. shows. That sounds silly. Like, just, just hang out with us. You just can make, hang out with us. You can make comments. Yeah, that's right. It'll be like, yeah. you can make comments. We, we can talk about your comments. Oh, we'll it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. It's going to be awesome. It's it's almost like just like we're doing right now. It is. It, it is. is. Speaking about comments, I do want to say, and uh, through my uh, basketball Twitter, all eyes on you, just a letter U, hoops. Um, on Twitter, you can find the the website easier just to click on it uh, to get to my website. But there is a link on my website, uh, which mainly focuses on Mich- Michigan and Midwest high school and AAU boys basketball recruiting, but. There's a link for the uh, Flagrant Friends podcast. You can click on it. Well, I will put each episode on there. There's even beautiful pictures of, of me and Ben, uh, which, you know, I don't suggest looking at if you, you know, have just eaten. I don't want to, you know, make you throw up or anything. <laughs> since since he has a face for radio and I have a body for a podcaster. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but there is there is a content uh, a content. There's a content. There's a content section. There's a contact section as well there too. So you can just put your information in as well if you have any questions or comments or concerns or just things you want us to talk about. And you can put it right in there, submit it, and it will come right to us, and we can uh, then talk about it on the show. And like we said, we'll tape them every Tuesday night and get them out to you late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning for your listening pleasure. Absolutely, and always uh, thank you to our sponsor. Elmo Brewing Company. Yes, and we're very excited that here in Michigan, starting on Monday, Elmo Brewing Company can be open and serving food to dine in up to 25% capacity here oh. in Michigan. We do have very a 10 nice. o- We do have a 10 o'clock curfew for our restaurants here in Michigan starting mm. February 1st, which is not a problem because Elmo Brewery will still close at 9, giving us all proper time to have a great dinner. Maybe an adult beverage or two. Um, my uh, old college roommate's dad, may he rest in peace, always used to call them Daddy Pops. So shout out to shout out to him. And uh, you can have a Daddy Pop or two and uh, still get home so that the uh, law isn't, isn't mad at you. That you're not breaking the law. So oh, that's, that's always yes. good. It's always good not to break the law. I thought you were going to say the missus isn't going to be mad I, at you. See, I, I, was, I was going, I was like... <laughs> I was so close to saying something bad and mean, but then I was like, I shouldn't do that because, you know, even though she went to my high school, my high school, I don't know her. So because she graduated a few years before me. But uh, yeah, she is. She, we, we are former. 
We were both former Forest Hill Central Rangers. So, who are we talking about? The governor. Oh, you really? Yeah, yeah. Really, I did yeah. not know this. Yeah, yeah. Good old Stretch and Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There, 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 there it is. 